the food worth forking. Yes. And today I am here. I'm here with a friend of mine, friend and pastor, Pastor Dee, she's known by. And um, Dorothy Denise Hayes. And um, she has written a book. This book is called The Hidden Affair. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, people, listen. The story of a former first lady determined to shatter the sirens. Listen, you got to get this book. Please get this book. It's great. And it's, um, and it's a wonderful story. Well, it's not, well, yeah, it is. It's a wonderful story. It's a truth. It's her truth. And um, not everyone would be willing to tell it or would want to tell it. But I do believe that this can and will help many. So when you have the opportunity, pick up this book, The Hidden Affair. And she is here with me today. She is here with me today. So let me tell you a little bit about Pastor Didi. Her name, full name is Dorothy Denise Hayes. And she is the presiding pastor of New Life Now Church in Elizabeth, New Jersey. She is a retired educator of 20 years, a rising entrepreneur, and the definition of a true servant of God. Gifted with a strong prophetic calling and an incredible ability to communicate the heart of God, she ministers the gospel with an unadulterated truth and resolve. A treasured gift to the body of Christ, her voice, along with the remaining remnant, is one that is necessary for such a time as this. Pastor Didi. Hello. How you doing today? Hi, Laura. Yay. I'm so glad you're here. I'm so glad I'm here too. Yes. So let's get into it. Let's talk about this book. And why don't you tell everyone a little bit more about you and why you wrote it? Well, I wrote the book out of obedience to the Lord. And I know people say, well, why did you really write the book? But honestly, that's why I wrote the book. Uh, the marriage had been dissolved for years. Um, I processed it. I healed. And I was moving on. I was actually writing another book. Mm-hmm. And on April 27th, I think the date is in the book, mm-hmm. literally I woke up and Laura said, write the story. Okay. And I questioned it, um, not his voice, but he had initially told me not to say anything. So outside of the two characters in the book, uh, my girls, Pam and Joyce, mm-hmm. no one knew. And so literally what people would call me and ask what's going on. Um, nobody knows anything. It's obvious that there's a split. Mm-hmm. What's happening? And my response was, if God wants you to know what happened, he's going to have to tell you. Mm. So no one knew. Mm-hmm. Except for, again, my girls walking me through it, you know, processing. You have to talk to someone. Right. But the main person, of course, was God. So right. when he told me to write the book, I said, I thought, you know, I was quiet. And he said, yeah, for a time. He said, now it's time to tell your story. Okay. And literally, I think two weeks later, I went to a conference in Georgia. And the first presenter, the title of his session was called Unmuzzled. God said, you're now unmuzzled. It's time to speak. So mm-hmm. I know it was a confirmation, and I literally began to write the book at wow. that time. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. How long did it take you? The first six months, uh, the first six chapters actually took six months. I was also mm-hmm. caring for my mom, who had just had two strokes within two weeks. Wow. And so wow. it was taking some time, mm-hmm. and it, I was on chapter six over the course of six months, and then literally... I could hear him yelling, finish this book now. Okay. So I shut everything down, literally everything down. And then and I finished chapters 7 through 15 in 12 days. Wow. 
And two of those days were 24-hour days. Where yeah, I, I was going to say, you had to be writing. You're like, yeah. listen, this is it. I this literally wrote, would eat, and felt convicted about eating. Hurry up and eat. <laughs> and I would write. And if I had to go to the bathroom, that was it. And two of those days, again, were 24-hour days. I didn't go to sleep. Wow. And my editor could see it. He said, I could tell toward the end, you started writing really, really fast. Because, you know, I had a lot of errors <laughs> in regard to spelling and just grammar. But just, yeah. I had to get it out. But I could hear, finish the book, finish the book, finish the book. And so, literally, so I know. And other voices, I would just hear people and, and prophetic voices in the atmosphere. Sophia Ruffin, Apostle John Eckhart, people from my church, uh -huh. Zaya Carrington. Everything was about finishing a book, finishing a book, finishing a book. So I was like, okay, God. And literally, once I shut down 12 days. I was wow. finished the rest of the book. Wow. So after you wrote the book, how did you, how did you feel? Did, was that, was there like, there was this relief or you're like, okay, I did that. Like, what was your emotion? Well, my emotion was. Oh, sorry. And the reason I, I'm asking okay. that because um, the book is, at least for me, it's emotional. It is. And so I'm like, I wonder like, okay, you did that. And that yeah. was a lot. Like, it was. How did you how did you feel? There were so many mixed emotions again because I was I was very excited because it was done. It mm -hmm. was completed. It was finished. I actually thought the book was done at chapter 12. And while writing chapter 12, I got three more chapters. And I was like, God, when is this book going to be done? Mm -hmm. And so once it was done, of course, I was just like, Yes, God, it's done. It's finished. This is a baby that's birthed. And it was also prophecy fulfilled because years ago. I couldn't even tell you when. I'm not a date person. Mm -hmm. But years ago, um, I received a prophecy. The first prophecy I received when a woman of God, uh, evangelist Patty Roscoe, prophesied, there's books inside of you. There's movies. There's radio. All these different things that she would mm -hmm. see. And she was the first one. And right after she prophesied that, wherever I went for almost two years, I would get the same word. Books, TV, radio, all these different things. So that was my first book. So I'm like, the first one is there. And I knew another one was there because I was already writing that one. Right. And so writing the book, um, for the most part, was pretty easy. But a couple of scenes with my dad, like mm -hmm. if you read the book, the mm -hmm. scenes with my dad, mm -hmm. I stopped and I had to put the computer down. I was like, God, I'm not going here right now. I feel like crying. I yeah. don't have time to cry right. to finish this book. But I literally had to continue to go through some more things. So maybe twice. I put the computer down and okay. I had to literally, you know, cry, pray. And, and you know me, I, I just have joy. I'm silly. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> writing some of it, I'm cracking up. I'm like cracking up, remembering some of this stuff because I had to literally pray because this was, the book was written maybe two, three years after. Okay. So I had to remember and ask God in prayer, Holy Spirit, bring things back to my remembrance, bring things back. So I could be in a car. I could remember something. I would record it. On my oh, okay. voice recorder, okay. email it to myself, drop it in the document, and then put it where it needed to go. Oh. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. It's kind of cool. Yeah. Okay. It was kind of cool. Yeah. I was just like, why is this funky? Okay. <laughs> yeah. So coming through, um, you know, this relationship and relationships, and I'm not trying to, I'm not going to talk a lot about this, folks, because you got to read the book. You got to get the book. But it's, um, it's based on, you know, your marriage and the trials and My tribulations life, yeah. of that and your life and and the affair that has ha that has happened. Yeah. So coming through all of that um, and now, you know, being a single woman. OK. What and, and moving forward, what um, do you feel like you have any challenges as far as, OK, for the next relationship or looking toward looking forward to the next relationship and being 
you know, a single woman and a woman of God, a believer at this point? At this point, I'm not looking forward to a relationship. I'm not looking for one. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never been that girl. That's okay. just me. I've never been the girl to look for a relationship. Mm-hmm. I've always been the, the type of woman who was very um, focused mm-hmm. on not necessarily career, but goals, um, finances, secure in the bag. And that's been since I was a young girl. Like, mm-hmm. literally, I was a little girl with allowance money. And I wouldn't spend it on chips and candy and everything like my sister. I was saving it. Mm -hmm. And I knew I was going to need it. My mom could borrow money from me. So I was always that girl. So that entrepreneurial spirit, Mm -hmm. that go-getter spirit, that hustler spirit, that was always me. So I was never looking or waiting for relationships. So now that's not my focus. Okay. It wasn't my focus actually when I met him. But when you read the book, you'll understand where that would happen. Okay. So... Nothing against relationships or anything like that. But right now, I'm just not in a place where I'm even thinking about one. Okay. And um, my best friend has an issue with that, Joyce, in the book. Because she feels, you know, I don't want you never to get in a relationship again or feel that this has damaged you so much because of the fact that he was a pastor. The fact that, you know, this wasn't going to ever happen to me again. She said, because I feel like he wins. If that's your, if that's the situation. I said, but that's not my case. I'm not pushing anything away. I'm just not in that space. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not in a dating space. I don't feel like dating. I love being single. Mm-hmm. Just your own house, your own space. <laughs> if I don't want to cook, I don't have to. Yes. I can eat peanut butter and apple cider vinegar if I want for dinner. And that's it. Yeah. Like, I'm just not there. Yeah, it's, a good, yeah, it's very good at, at you know, like, as your last meal. And let that digest. So in the morning, everything is smooth and it's amazing to just clear out stuff. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yes, I will tell you off the air. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But yeah, apple cider vinegar at night. And peanut butter? And peanut butter. I do almond butter. Pam does peanut butter. I do almond butter. Yes, as like your last meal. Yeah. Have some warm tea. Or have that as your last meal. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we don't have to talk about that. Okay. okay. But yes, so I love, I love that hanging out. You know, just mm-hmm. doing what I do ministry. I love ministry. And um, the other night we were at my house and we we were at my house, literally, literally. And we were in prayer and we were in deliverance to like one thirty in the morning. OK, you can't do that when you're married necessarily. Yeah. You know, where are you? Where are you? Yeah. People downstairs, you know. So right now I'm just, I guess, really enjoying it. But I think that's also because of the type of manipulation I went through, mm-hmm. like the freedom of not having that. Yeah. And so and I don't and I don't operate in fear. But I also don't know. I, I just don't have the feeling. Like, even though to try to make it, I don't have Give it. it. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I have guys still trying to holler. But yeah. Hmm, anyway, I'm all right. <laughs> I'm just not there. Well, one thing you said in that when you, when you first started talking about it was look for. I'm yeah. not looking for. And one thing that I, you know, I find and I hear other women saying, um, or in, in maybe not just women, but particularly, I'm looking for. So what advice would you give women who use, you know, who want to be in a relationship, who, you know, are coming out of? If you're coming out of a situation, I think you need to wait and mm-hmm. heal and process and learn the lessons from why the relationship you're coming out of obviously didn't work. Mm-hmm. You know, re- look within yourself. Everything is not one person's fault. The book is very transparent. Yep. I share what I've done. I mm-hmm. share what I've said. And so I would wait, first of all, when I'm coming out. And if we're talking about all women or Christian women, mm-hmm. 
I would say wait and at least evaluate what what went wrong. What part did you have in it, if any, and be honest with yourself and to heal. Because, I was, you know, it's hard coming out of something when you're connected to somebody, yeah. regardless, Christian or not. Mm-hmm. When you're connected to somebody, you're connected. Yes. And so you want to let that dissolve. You don't want to get someone to replace that person or you don't want to get the rebound person. Right. So you want right. to kind of like heal. Mm-hmm. You want to heal. And as a for me, as a woman, I don't look for. You know, mm-hmm. I, I do have criteria so when they present themselves and when I'm at that place, when I was ready at that time today or to, you know, wait for my husband or whatever, I did have criteria. You should have your your uh, must haves and your can't stands, because a lot of times we as women, mm-hmm. I've done it. We we lower our standards. Mm-hmm. We may yes. say, oh, I don't like smokers and I don't like this. I don't like that. And then he comes along and if he's cute enough and if he's talking right enough, you're like, oh, you yeah, smoke? Like, well, OK. okay. Knowing he you don't, it outside. Yeah, it's he outside. outside. But then two years later, I can't stand your breath. You stink. The house stinks. But he, you knew he was smoking two years ago. Yeah, and it wasn't an issue. So a lot of times we deal with stuff to get him or to keep him, and then it's almost like the complaints come later. And he's like, I don't understand what's happening. These are yeah. things that you knew from the beginning. You knew mm-hmm. he was cheating, or you knew he had a wandering eye. So all it's all those type of things. So I think that as you are waiting, okay, especially if you're talking about Christian women to be found then you should be waiting and you should be about your dad's business. You should be focusing on your career. You know, take care of you. Sometimes we sit back and we just wait. Yeah. But you don't live life because you're yes. waiting to have this man to live life, waiting to have this man to go on vacation. Go on vacation mm-hmm. with your girls. Yeah. Go out to eat or with your girls or go by yourself. Yeah. Go take a trip. And it's almost like we don't want to do that, but sometimes you don't know yourself. And so Indeed. maybe if you begin to spend time with yourself and you're in a relationship you really don't even halfway know what you want sometimes. Mm-hmm. And maybe if you just take that time and just chill and discover who you are and what your goals are and what you want to do, and that person, when he comes along, can complement that. Exactly. exactly. Not complete it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? You should Absolutely. be as whole as you can possibly be before you're in a relationship. Yep. Do you think there's a difference, um, in, in, I may be saying this wrong, but in cultural, cultural dating versus... Um, dating as a Christian or believer. And when I say cultural, I mean like a person, well, a person who who doesn't, who's not a believer or a person who is of oh, other. Because when you said culture, I thought you meant yeah, like, like Jamaicans. Yeah. Because I dated Haitians like, and they get upset. Yeah. <laughs> but okay. Um, well, there, there should be a difference. Mm-hmm. There should be a difference mm-hmm. between dating the worldly way, which is what we would say, yes. versus as a Christian, there should be a difference. Sometimes there's not, but there should be. Um, there's standards. There's things that I abide by. There's things I don't do. I have, I put strategy in place. I put provisions in place. When I was um, seeing people, and, and again, when I say seeing people, I never dated one dude and then on Tuesday I'm with another guy and then on Wednesday or Thursday I'm trying to date this other guy. I never mm-hmm. did that. So if I was interested in someone or if someone was interested, I was exclusively, you know, seeing that person. But even then I had um, things in place. Like you couldn't call me after 10 o'clock, certain things like that. Because if you call me after 10, like, okay, it's after 10. What does this call for? Exactly. So about? there were things like you couldn't call me after 10. If I'm already out, you know, that's cool. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't staying out two, three in the morning. Um, I I made sure my attire wasn't provocative because I didn't want you, I don't want you just attracted to my body mm-hmm. because if that's what you're here for, that's what you're going to want. Mm-hmm. So there were things that I, I did. There were things that I wouldn't do. I wasn't necessarily trying to stay at your house on the couch, just chilling, mm-hmm. Netflix and chill. 
which is more current now. Right. But that wasn't right. my thing. Let's go out, movies, eating, things like that. Have I always done it that way? No. Mm-hmm. But those are the times where I would have to let, ask the Lord for a way of escape and I'm running down the street with my slippers on. I'm like, no, <laughs> this is not going to happen. You know, somebody come pick me up. Yes, yes. You know, that yes, type yes. of situation. I, I have stories. That was the other book I was, was writing. Oh, okay. When that one comes out, that's, and that'll be, that book will be written in a fictional in a fictional theme, mm-hmm. but it's about my life. It's basically okay. about me, but some things will be, you know, different, but that's going to be a funny book. Okay. Yes. I know what it is. I know But it. yeah, but, but really when I really matured and said, okay, I got to do this thing the right way. I don't want to mess up. Mm-hmm. I don't want to compromise myself. You know, I don't want to fall and have sex with dude and I'm not married. I didn't want to do those things. So mm-hmm. I had to put some serious, um, uh, things in place and strategies in place so that I would be all right because I'm human you know yeah. I'm still a woman right and he's still a man Christian or not myself exactly. Christian or not and so if you get too close you it's like don't put hot coals in your lap you're gonna get burned it's hot that's scripture this is yeah. my my version of the scripture yeah. but that scripture in Proverbs don't put hot coals in your lap mm-hmm. you're gonna get burned like what mm-hmm. do you expect yeah you rub my arm enough rub my leg it, enough my leg is gonna respond to, that's right that's right. So, well, do you think that um, hearing that, do you really think, I shouldn't say really think, no, but do you think people can do it? Can do it? Yeah. Or do you think they're doing it? I, I do. I do think there are a remnant of people who are really sold out for God. I do think that. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean we're better than anybody. It doesn't mean that. But it means if you have made a decision, like I'm at a place, I have made a decision. Mm-hmm. This is my life. I'm not going to compromise it at this point. I preached a sermon Sunday. Is is it worth losing your crown? Mm. And it's not. No man is worth it. I mean, I can get, I can, Laura, you know me. So I have to tell you <laughs> what I'm saying on your show. Um, no, no, there's no sex good enough for me that, can make me fall away from God. I'm not trying to disappoint God. I've mm-hmm. disappointed him enough. I've disappointed myself enough. I've given my, my I've given myself away enough. Mm-hmm. And we know how that feels. Like yeah. honestly, we know how that feels. Yeah. And so been there, done that. I'm at a play, I'm sold out. And so if that's mm-hmm. not where you are for the for the male, then you can't rock with me. And, and you know that early on. Mm-hmm. You honestly do know that early on. When I teach the women at my church, I say, give them a good, it used to be 90 days. I don't even think they need 90 days at this point. Mm-hmm. It's about a good 60, if not 30. But you get to but see. But a good 60, I mean, 30 or to, 60 to days see, for. To see who they really are. Because they'll tell you in the beginning sometimes, oh, when you make your stance, this is who I am. I'm a woman of God, and this is what I do and don't do, and things that you know I'm, I'm waiting for marriage. Okay, yeah, okay, yes, I get it. Yeah, no problem. Mm-hmm. Even if they're in a church, yeah. And about a good ninety days, you start getting that leg rub and certain things that said, "But mom's saying I'm a man." You know, you get that. Yeah. And they all yeah. come back with the same thing, but you knew this from the beginning. So when they start going left, you stay right. Yeah. And that's the piece that we don't pay attention to because we're dealing with this romantic piece and we're dealing with the the feelings of the soul mm-hmm. versus, you know, I'm a kingdom person. I, I'm married for a purpose. There's a purpose that God is putting us together. Mm-hmm. And it's not necessarily, oh, the attraction, not that that's not going to be there, you yeah. know, but we have to look past that as people of God. But I do think it's possible and I know it's possible because I know people who are doing it. Yeah. And I think when you, uh, something you hit on with marrying, marrying for a purpose, I think one thing that, people unless you know just in my experience I'm not sure if everyone gets that it's for a purpose like when you are and especially for talk because I think there's there are two things that you have you're dating some people just want to 
companionship mm -hmm. and I want to hang out and I just want to chill and yeah. that's it. Then you have people who are serious and want to have a life partner. Yes. Um, marriage. And I think that kind of gets, um, depends on how, maybe how long you've been, maybe how long you've been single mm. or your age, be young or a more mature person. It, it, I don't think that matters, but it's really getting to, do you know the purpose and that there's a purpose and there's a journey that you and this man or you and this woman or whomever yes. are supposed to, to do to and, walk. and to walk and what that calling is. And, um, that just struck a, a chord. Cause I'm like, Oh, that's really good. Cause I'm not sure if people get, uh, really understand purpose this and, be, and what that like, means. If you are a person, if you are following Christ and saying, that this is what you believe and this is um, what you're honoring in your life. If you just read the Bible, marriages in the Bible, when he talked about um, Isaac and Rebecca, like they didn't know each other. Abraham set that up to the father. Mm -hmm. The fathers arranged the marriage mm -hmm. where go find this person from my family. You know, he sent out his person and they met each other. They saw each other that day. They met, mm -hmm. kissed, got married. You know, it was a purpose. It was a purpose. And we don't look at that piece of it. We are in the romanticism of it. And, oh, my God, he's so attractive and this. And sometimes it's how we're raised. Like, you're you're how old and you're not married? Mm -hmm. And you're how old and you're not married? And sometimes just the pressure of, I don't want to hear I'm, my mother's mouth. I don't want to hear five. I want grandbabies. I'm a, yeah, I'm a woman. I'm supposed to have kids by this time. We yeah. compare ourselves. To our friends and oh, I'm a bridesmaid, never a bride. And mm -hmm. how old am I? My biological clock. It's all these different things. Yeah. So many times we get married. I've done it. You know, I I was pregnant at 24, 23 with my son mm -hmm. outside of marriage, mm -hmm. but I grew up in a Baptist church. So I'm like, oh God, you know, I'm going to be that girl who's mm -hmm. pregnant in church. You know, they're looking at you, they're talking about you, the right. church with the hats and the stockings. So I'm like, oh, my God. So that had a lot to do with, that was me, I'm sorry. That had a lot to do with me getting married yeah. to my child's father. Mm -hmm. But that wasn't the one that God had for me. But I also wasn't where I am in the Lord then. I wasn't, I was in church, but I don't, I wasn't saved. Mm -hmm. I wasn't saved. So, you know, that had a lot to do with that as well. Get it. Look at this. Um, what advice do you have then? I mean, we talked a little bit about it now but just a few minutes ago but what advice do you have for women who would um who would like to you know have that life partner that husband um and as far as you know what they should be looking for we just talked about purpose and understanding that mm -hmm. but what other things or other tools of advice would you have for her for women who want to listen, because you have a lot of women who ask me things. I'm like, you are not, you don't want to listen. You just want to Or you're talk. not ready. You're not so ready. Or ready, ready to listen, because yeah. you can ask me. Then when I tell you, like, no, no, no. I'm like, you're not ready. My advice is to work on yourself. Okay. My advice is to become your best self. My advice is to pursue the things of God that he's speaking into your spirit or has spoken to your spirit. Mm-hmm. My advice would be to work on yourself, like read books, read the Bible, of course, but read books. Who are you? Do you even know who you are? Mm. Because many times we don't mm -hmm. it, because we become or we morph into the person that he wants us to be. Or if who we he, think we should be. Yeah, I, I mm -hmm. recall, I think I was maybe 19, 20, and I remember dating a gentleman and he would basically say things like, oh, my God, I love when women wear black fingernail polish. That is so sexy. That's such a turn on. 
So what do I start doing? Wearing black fingernail polish. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love, you know, you, you get that and it's, it's a form of manipulation. But versus who I am, if I like black fingernail polish and I want to wear it, great. But not wearing it because that's what you want. Yeah. So like, who are you? And many times we don't know who we are. What do we like? What are our goals? Are we just sitting back? And many times we're asking or even praying for these men to be of a certain caliber and mm-hmm. I want this and I want that. Are you what you are praying for? Hey. And oh, he has it. an 820 credit score and and he has to drive this and he has to drive that. But usually a man of that caliber is looking for a woman of that caliber. Mm-hmm. Not he's 520. Not, he's not checking you because he's like, you're going to mess up my credit. Yeah. Like, boo, I'm I'm trying to be with an equal mm-hmm. or somebody, you know, we could go higher together. So you're over there doing some of nothing. Yeah. And he's doing some of everything. And if he's his aspirations are, you know, engineer, doctor, and you you want a millionaire, do you think a person with a millionaire mindset is checking for you while you just at home watching soaps all day and on Facebook mm-hmm. and Twitter, it's, it's not going to work. So it work on masked. yourself. Mm-hmm. Work on yourself. Um, become your best self. And stop focusing on this man or trying to be found. Like, if you like makeup, wear makeup for you. If yeah. you like hair, wear hair for you. Not that you're trying to become this thing to attract something because then he's only attracted to the outside. Yeah. And so work on you. That's my that's my advice. Be the best you. Take care. Do you. Yeah. Do your thing and you'll be found while you're out in the field. Yeah. Like Ruth was. She was taking care of her mom. Yeah. You know, she wasn't focused on Boaz. He just happened to see her. Like, who's who's that over there? Mm-hmm. And that's, I believe, the way it should be. And what what advice would you have for men? With men as well, be your best self. One thing we don't do is let the Holy Spirit lead us. Mm-hmm. Because I do believe that, you know, and men will tell you, and I've heard so many men who are, you know, who holler, who do different things, who are in the Lord. They'll say, you know, a man that finds a wife, I got to find. You know, I'm looking, I'm looking, I got to find. I believe the Holy Spirit will lead you mm-hmm. also to who. You're finding doesn't mean you're dating 20 women yeah. and you get to pick, you know, but that's <laughs> what they're like. I'm fine. I'm trying to find which one it is. But I believe the Holy Spirit will lead you and and, and will give you that guidance. And sometimes I looked at um. Not to cut my sentence off, I looked at, I was watching the book of John Gray. I love that show. Yes, yes, and, yes, um, yes. I've met him throughout the years because I used to do Christian comedy. Yeah. Yes. And so I love his wife mm-hmm. and I love his wife, but I didn't know he made a statement on one of the shows that he was engaged before. So he was engaged mm-hmm. before, but then he knew like something, whatever wasn't right. And so he called it off. So again, Holy Spirit is leading, not just because, you know, she's a Christian woman. I'm a Christian man. Great. Do, yeah. It's, you still can be unevenly yoked, yes. even though you're both in, yep. lo- in love with the Lord. Yep. So I thought that was pivotal that he made that comment because you see how he and his wife are. Yes. So this, the one he was dating before wasn't the one, but he's led by the Holy Spirit. Yeah. So even if in your finding, you're with the situation. I know other men who have said they had the ring ready. They were going to ask, but then something, they knew something was kind of off, but then didn't happen. So you got to be led. Listen, Pastor Didi, we're going to have to come back and we're going to have to make this a part two. Okay. We no got to do, we have to do a part two because I have some more things I want to get into and talk about with this great book you have, The Hidden Affair. So let's make that happen. And Pastor Judy, tell us where we can find you, where we can buy the book, find you on social media. What's happening? You can purchase the book from my website, uh, DorothyDenise.com 
or Amazon.com or BarnesandNobles.com. Um, on my website, if you want to follow me, I'm open for engagements and things like that. You can go on the website, subscribe, uh, send mm-hmm. out the contact form, my social media handles. I'm Dorothy Denise on Facebook, on Pinterest, and I'm Dorothy Denise 24 on Instagram and Snapchat, as well as Twitter. Oh, you got the bases covered. Yes, everything is covered. Very nice. Thank you so much for today. Thank you. I appreciate it. It was great. Today's central food fact. We're going to talk about oysters. So oysters are probably the most famous aphrodisiac because they are an extremely rich source of zinc. Unfortunately, there aren't many studies directly linking zinc to sexual health. One study published in the U.S. Library of Medicine did find that zinc supplementation increased testosterone production, the main hormone linked to sex drive, but said there were limited effects on helping to alleviate sexual dysfunction in men. Therefore, if you're not a fan of oysters, as I am not, (laughs) you may be pleased to hear that there's no need to rush straight to the oyster bar. Hmm. Central food fact. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate you. And please know that you can follow me. Follow me on Instagram at Delicious Bites LW, Twitter, Delicious Bites, Facebook, Delicious Bites. I am on SoundCloud. So please like and follow me. And I am now on iTunes. And I'm really excited about that. So um, check me, check us out. And until we eat again, make it a delicious bite. <laughs>